Hey, this episode was brought to you by the iBiomed program at McMaster University. Follow Mac iBiomed or stick around for more info. Welcome back to another episode of Brainwaves. We're your hosts, Amreen and Danny, and on today's show, we'll be talking about engineering and health sciences as a whole, as well as specifically delving into the various specializations one can choose when pursuing an undergrad. To do this, we thought it'd be a fun idea to categorize popular real-world figures and fictional characters that we know and love into each of the eight different engineering streams, as well as the iBio-specific HESI stream. We'll be going through each of the streams one by one and providing a description and rationale for why we felt each of these figures best fit into that specific discipline. All right, so today we're going to get started with software. My pick for software is going to be William Shakespeare. Okay. And I know that sounds kind of weird at first because you're like, back in his day, there was no such thing as a computer. So software kind of doesn't fit, but I feel like it does. Because when I think of William Shakespeare, I think of a dude sitting in his room for multiple hours on end and just stringing together random words that, <laughs> to be honest for me I have no idea what they mean like I don't know how to interpret what he writes but I feel like that's kind of what coding and software is like every time you look at code especially if it's in a language that you've never learned before you look at that and you're like I have no idea what this is saying you know it's just a bunch of words and figures and numbers put together but I feel like that's where the strength of software engineering comes in because it isn't that easy to understand and it does take a lot of persistence to really get the code to work and really put together all these intricate ideas to get some sort of application that is actually useful and very beneficial because in today's world, software basically runs everything, whether it's your car, the streetlights, your computer, software is basically the bridge that gaps the hardware side of things and the actual application. So. Yeah, that's why I feel like William Shakespeare is kind of there because, like, you know, you don't understand it. It's hard for non-software people to understand it, but it actually has a big impact. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you think about software? Uh, William Shakespeare is definitely an interesting pick. And I think similarly to that in terms of, like, debugging what he's saying, mm -hmm. I chose to go with Yoda from the Star Wars franchise. Um, ah. Along the same line, basically, not only does he string his words together in different backwards arrangement when he speaks, which would never fly in your actual code because you need to be defining your variables and everything, you know, the same way unless you want to be sitting there for four hours because of uh -huh. a silly mistake. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of why I went with Yoda and also that patience to be able to, you know, sit in front of your computer for long periods of time, figure out what's causing maybe your program not to run and getting to the root cause of it, I think is something that takes a lot of, you know, resilience for software engineers. And in addition to that, software is something that is unlike some of the other engineering streams, which, you know, kind of make things that are more tangible. It's very abstract. Like you can't mm -hmm. fully see what's going on inside the computer. Obviously there's the hardware aspect of it, but in terms of the actual code, um, there is that more abstract way of thinking, which I think Yoda, you know, dealing with the force and unseen, <laughs> an intangible thing is kind of a nice parallel. And then in addition, he literally wears like the sick little robe and I feel like you got to be dressed in comfy clothes if you're going to be sitting there all day um so that's that's kind of why I went with Yoda yeah I, I would definitely agree with that software is very abstract like you said but that's why I feel it is kind of you know you, it needs a lot of persistence but it also is very rewarding when you finally get your code to work after hours and hours so mm -hmm. that's why yeah I really feel like it's a great stream to go into mm -hmm. and at the same time like with William and Yoda it's like even if you can't understand what they're saying maybe you're not in that stream yourself you still have this like grudgingly like respect for them yes, and what yes. they do <laughs> exactly yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I think now we can move on to mechanical engineering. I'll let you start off with this one. Okay. So for mechanical, this one's not, it's not one of my strongest picks, I don't think, it was, but I decided to go with Buzz Lightyear from mm -hmm. the uh, Toy Story series franchise. So obviously he's an animated character. Uh, he's actually a space ranger. So I think he was named after like the astronaut that went to space at one point, Buzz, I can't remember his last name. And so for him, he has like all these cool gadgets like in his suit, he can like mm -hmm. shoot lasers and uses various different tools and technologies and throughout the series, as well as like being just passionate about things that move. I feel like that's what mechanical really emphasizes the design and development of like tangible uh, devices. So mm -hmm. like whether that's aircrafts, cars, all that sort of stuff, things that you can actually see visibly and work on with your hands as opposed to software that, as we just discussed, is something that's more abstract. So that's kind of why I went with, with Buzz. Yeah, I definitely see that. I think, yeah, like a lot of stuff like that, for example, like toys or robots, stuff like that, you need some a mechanical engineer to be able to design tangible aspects of it because it's not just in the electronics and the software that make them work. You need the actual physical thing if you want to build a robot or something like Buzz Lightyear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, How so for you? my pick, the first one that I'm going to mention, because I have a couple, this one's a very basic one. I, I felt that we really just had to mention him because, you know, he really fits this scene. And so mechanical engineering is very focused on classical physics, classical mechanics, as we call it. So, you know, F equals MA or torque, stuff like that. So all of that, you know, the physics side of things and the math of it, it basically sits on the shoulders of Sir Isaac Newton. Mm -hmm. So that's why sure. I feel like, if anything, he would be a mechanical engineer because most of the topics that we talk about in mechanical engineering stems from his ideas. Mm -hmm. So that's my first pick. I also picked Henry Ford, which I don't know if everyone knows, but he's the guy who created the Ford Motor Company. And I chose him because a big, you know, sector of or a big group of mechanical engineers go into the manufacturing sector so you know working on assembly lines and stuff like that moving materials from here to here in order to get your final product and henry ford was actually the first person who created the idea of an assembly line the modern production line that we have today that produces everything for example our cars that all stem from him so i feel like he really fits that profile very well and I also have the Wright brothers, which are the people who mm -hmm. created the first airplanes, uh, because, you know, in order to create an airplane, you need a good understanding of the mechanical physics, you know, knowing the fluid dynamics of the air and stuff like that, how to get this big, heavy contraption up in the air and keep it up in the air. So you really need mechanical engineering for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are all really solid choices. And a lot of them definitely, I think, made contributions to the field of mechanical engineering um, mm -hmm. in terms of how they actually applied the core concepts. So that's solid. Um, so moving forward, do you want to do chemical? Yeah, sounds good. Chemical engineering. So the first thing when I think of chemical engineering, I don't know if you used to watch a show when you were younger, but Dexter's Laboratory. It oh, okay, this, the animated one? Yeah, 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 the cartoon. Mm -hmm. He used to show up on uh, Cartoon Network every night. And he's this little kid. He's always wearing this white lab coat, right? So when I see <laughs> yeah. that, I just think chemical engineer. And he's always in his laboratory. I think it was in his basement or something. And he's always, like, mixing chemicals together and making these weird chemical reactions. I have no idea what he used to make. But, you know, just <laughs> when I think of chemical engineers, I think of him right away. Like, his image just pops up in my head. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I can definitely see that. For me, I decided to go with uh, Willy Wonka uh -huh. from the Chocolate Factory. 
this one kind of just hit me and when I when I realized it it just made so much sense like I think back when even I was deciding like what stream to go into for me I was kind of wondering like, what is the difference between a chemical engineer and like you know a straight up chemist and kind of the way that they explained it to us in like the stream info night was that it's taking these what the chemist does and the research that the chemist has conducted and kind of blowing it up onto how do we get it to a large scale process like Willy Wonka he has a huge chocolate factory he does his Oompa Loompas are kind of like the little chemists that like conduct the <laughs> you know they conduct the like mini experiments and stuff for him but he like blows it up into like a whole river of chocolate or like um mm. this like piece of gum that I remember in the movie it was like it was like three course gum so like as you chewed it you got different flavors it was like breakfast dinner and lunch all in one so just like really wacky stuff like that I feel like um, uses definitely chemicals and the food industry is a huge possible avenue you could pursue with chemical engineering and kind of going off that like everything is made of chemicals so there is such a broad range of sectors you can work in whether that's like food as I mentioned oil and gas pulp and paper pharmaceuticals so it's a very varied field which I think is good if you're someone who wants to have a lot of options open for you to work into potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually really like the option. I, I think Willy Wonka definitely beats Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory in this one. <laughs> I, I'm, I kind of feel bad that I didn't think about that now. But yeah, actually, like now that you mentioned it, yeah, I, I do really see him as a chemical engineer. Yeah. Good choice. I like that. Yeah. All right. I think we can move on to our next stream, which is civil engineering. Mm -hmm. I'll start off with this one. I feel like this is a very... I don't need to explain this one. It's very self-explanatory. I feel like Phineas and Ferb would definitely be civil engineers. Ooh. You know, every day <laughs> they're building something new. One day they're building a roller coaster, a water slide, a circuit. They built a golf course at one point. They even did like big backyard forts, stuff like that, right? And yeah. there's always a bunch of materials that are arriving in their backyard. You see like a bunch of I-beams arriving at their backyard, you know, ready for them to build stuff. I feel like they really fit the profile of a civil engineer because they're always building big scale things, structures like that. No, I think Phineas and Ferb is a really solid option for civil engineering, <laughs> as you mentioned. I would definitely love to be in that neighborhood. Could you imagine yes. your neighbors just like making roller coasters all the time? Or right? like Ferris wheels? But nobody else notices it. Yeah. Except <laughs> them and their friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Candace. This year has felt like uh 104 days of summer it felt so long with all the that's true quarantine and stuff but yeah no that's a solid option mm -hmm. um what about you what's your pick for me i thought of maybe picking someone from the real world because i did do a lot of fictional characters so um i thought of leonardo dicaprio um mm -hmm. for civil engineering partially because i feel like civil is kind of like all about solving problems that kind of pertain to the community like it's bridges highways airports tunnels Stuff mm -hmm. that is used by, like, the public often, as well as, like, incorporating and thinking about how that interacts with the environment. So I think acting in general is kind of also, like, living multiple lives and, like, analyzing society's problems through a storytelling mm -hmm. perspective. And civil engineering is kind of, like, analyzing society's problems through infrastructure and design. So that's kind of why I thought of actors. And then in terms, of, like, Leonardo specifically he's known to be like very active about um, the environment and uh -huh. uh, so specifically climate change. I know he has his like foundation that focuses on like renewable energy and such. So I think oh, okay. in that sense, he would be very adamant about like creating structures and designs that, you know, are not only long, long lasting and functional, but also 
sustainable. And I think that's a large emphasis with civil engineering. Also, it's a classic. I think it's one. I think it's considered the second oldest engineering discipline, like after mm-hmm. military engineering. That's kind of I think where it came from. They wanted to distinguish between military engineering and non-military engineering. Um, and so Leonardo is a classic actor. He's been in the game for a very long time. So that was also another nice parallel. Yeah, I, I see that. And I feel like, I, I mean, don't quote me on this. This might be wrong. But I feel like, you know, just from history, civil engineering would be one of the earlier types of engineering. You know, back in the day, the most important thing that you need to survive is a shelter. Mm-hmm. Right? So civil and designing something that you can live under humans have been doing that for many many years so that's a very important skill set to have mm-hmm, also i don't know about you i i agree that i do see him in civil but i feel like more than civil he gives me chemical vibes for some <laughs> i like when i look at him like there's that one meme that's from the gat the great gatsby it, it's from a scene from the great gatsby and it's there's a meme about it and i don't know just looking at that i feel like it's a it gives me very civil vibe uh, sorry chemical vibes i don't know why yeah uh, I don't know. Some people do have that like chemical engineer uh-huh. energy to them. I don't know what yeah. it is. Not even he necessarily. Like a... Yeah, go on, sir. No, no. I was just gonna say he seems like a like calm kind of guy, but you know, smart and wise. I don't know why I associate that with uh, with chemical. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are good traits to have. So yeah, I'm sure they appreciate <laughs> that. Um, moving forward to mechatronics, uh, who mm-hmm. is your pick for Tron? Mechatronics. Okay, this one. I'm going to have to do a little bit of explanation, but I think when I do explain it, you're going to understand it very well. Okay. So mechatronics is known to be a very multidisciplinary field. It integrates mechanical, electrical, and software engineering all in one to get one fully functioning and well-rounded device that's able to achieve a lot. So for that reason, my pick for mechatronics would be Drake. Drake. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you usually don't think of a rapper being in, in engineering, but... The thing about Drake is that he's a very multidisciplinary guy. So starting off with his music, right? He has a very diverse sound. It's like mm-hmm. one day he's Heartbreak Drake. The next day he's <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. You know, like he's very, he has a wide range of topics that he discusses. And also the type of beats that he sings over vary a lot. One day he's featuring a UK rapper. One day he's singing over a more Caribbean type of beat. You know, mm-hmm. he tries out different things. He doesn't just stick with, you know, one kind of flow. And, you know, like recently he tried to do Arabic, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he like, did. Yeah, like I understand Arabic and I was listening to that and it's like, I could tell that he's trying to be Arabic, but <laughs> I had no idea what he was saying. I had to search up the lyrics. But like, you know, he gets A for effort. A for <laughs> effort. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, right? So he just has a wide variety of songs and stuff like that and even further than the music game he's also involved in many different industries other than the fact that he's probably arguably one of the most popular musicians slash rappers today he's also the raptors ambassador he has a whiskey brand he has a couple restaurants and Mm -hmm. he also has his clothing brand right so he's in many different industries and that's what makes him like a very successful businessman because he has these different areas of interest stuff like that so that's why i feel like he embodied mechatronics just because he's well-rounded and he has a lot of different things going on for him mm-hmm. does that make sense I can, yeah no that definitely makes actually tons of sense especially mm-hmm. when you mentioned like uh sampling different sounds yeah. um, from different nations yeah we need him to get on a on an indian track <laughs> <laughs> yes all right um, what did you choose for mechatronics so for me you kind of went with the obscure choice so this works perfectly because i went with like literally i think he's the 
the mascot, the face, whatever, I think like literally dead on. Iron Man is uh-huh. Mechatronics. Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. Because honestly, they're, they're pretty much the same person um, <laughs> in terms of how they act. But yeah, so he like literally integrates the electrical aspect with the hardware, like mechanical stuff, like the way he builds his suit, the way he operates his Tony Stark Corporation. Um, even like I saw like recently on TikTok, they were like discussing like Iron Man, like how he continually innovates his designs. And you can see that across the Marvel movies, for instance, and I can't remember which movie it was in, but there was at one point he was getting like attacked by the villain and he had like his shield made out of like a metal substance. Um, mm-hmm. And it basically got destroyed in, in the battle or whatnot. So then in future movies, you see his design of his shield um, is more like an energy-based, like it was like kind of like a holographic shield um, uh-huh. that was able to dissolve like whatever was flying at him. And then there's a couple other examples and instances of like just how he like innovates both the mechanical hardware aspect and the electrical and continually like improves his design. So I think that's why he's really mechatronics, mm-hmm. the, yeah. me- the mech guy. Yeah, I can't disagree with that one. I really feel like he is the face of Mechatronics because everything that he is is basically Mechatronics. Like, in order to get Iron Man, mm-hmm. you need, you know, to integrate the mechanical and the software and the like together. So, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with that one. I really like that one. I think this was probably my favorite one that we've mm-hmm. mentioned so far. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty pretty good choice. Uh, especially because, like, his power comes literally from not yeah. like you know his design his his brain how he puts these pieces together as opposed to like some of the other superheroes who are like innate or like born or you know injected with whatever to get their superpowers uh-huh. i think it's cool that his is literally just like good Built. engineering yeah exactly yeah. he basically is a good piece of engineering that's what he is. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right moving on to electrical engineering which i think is my favorite one <laughs> obviously <laughs> i'll let you go first from this one Okay, so for electrical, again, this is another obvious choice, but maybe not for all the reasons that you would expect. So uh, for electrical, I went with Zeus, the god of thunder and lightning. So Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, he controls thunder and lightning, so that is straight up (laughs) electricity. I feel like electrical also is like typically paired with computer engineering. And Uh so Zeus being like the, you know, king of the gods... Every king needs a queen, so the queen is kind of like your computer engineering. <laughs> They're very compatible. And in addition to that, uh, kind of a lesser known is that he's also like the god of air, okay. um, which I think goes back to like the the abstract thinking because electricity deals obviously with stuff that we can't see again, um, similar to software. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, the electrons are coursing through that the wire, you know, the electric field is moving from this point to this point, but... Um, unless you have the software and the equipment to like visualize it, you kind of just got to take the word of it that no, there is actually, you know, something is going on here. That's going to get you this output current voltage, whatever. Um, so I think that also is like a good, um, parallel. In addition to that, it's another one of those classic disciplines. I feel like that's been around, um, for a moment now. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my rationale for, and not to be biased, but he is king of the gods. I'm not saying that means electrical is the best, but... Uh, I think I it think, does. <laughs> I think it, that was just a nice little uh, bonus. Mm-hmm. How about you? No, I like that. Actually, when I was looking for someone to fit the electrical field, I was also looking at something that had to do with lightning and electricity, but I couldn't find someone. So it's good that you brought that up. So for me, I also... My rationale for this person has to also do with the abstractness of electrical engineering so i chose bruce lee so Mm -hmm. he has this famous quote and it goes like this empty your mind be formless shapeless like water 
You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes a bottle. You put it into a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. So, yeah, very, very philosophical. He's a very philosophical guy, which is why I felt like he fit this stream because when it comes to electrical engineering, like you said, you can never really visualize what's happening. You always hear, yeah, the electrons are flowing from here to here. And, you know, you have a voltage here, but you never really see what's going on. So in order to understand electrical engineering and in order to be like to do your circuit analysis, you kind of have to be formless or shapeless. And in electrical engineering, you're not shapeless like water. You kind of try to take on the form of the electron. And I know when I'm analyzing circuits and stuff like that, I try to pretend like I'm the electron and imagine how I would be flowing through the circuit. Because, you know, you look at you're like, okay, do I take this path or do I take this path? Is there more resistance this way or more resistance this way, right? So just, mm -hmm. you know, being shapeless and embodying the electron, kind of like what Bruce Lee is saying here to do with water, you can better understand what's happening in this circuit and really understand on a fundamental level what's going on instead of just saying, okay, like we hooked this wire up to this battery and this happened, right? You really need to mm -hmm. understand the fundamentals especially since you can't see it in order to be able to do this stuff so yeah that's why i picked him because of this main quote you know just mm -hmm. and also like in electrical engineering and circuit analysis there is that analogy used all the time of water right because mm -hmm. we yeah i was just gonna say yeah we, we can't see electrons flowing but we can see water flowing and water flowing is very very similar to electron flowing right they're just two different mm -hmm. things but they move in the same way when there's less resistance you have less of them and uh, less water flow and stuff like that right so mm -hmm. i kind of just fit the theme altogether. so that's why i felt like bruce lee would be good in electrical engineering because he has that mindset so it makes things easier for him to understand and be able to analyze and you know innovate and grow further mm -hmm. no that that's amazing wow i never heard that quote before i think <laughs> that's like is as you mentioned perfect analogy and probably my favorite one that we've discussed so far um, again, maybe because I'm biased towards electrical. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys could tell we're both in electrical. Yeah. Um, but for sure, I also just really like how like it all like obeys. I this goes for all engineering disciplines, I'm sure. But like the core like fundamental laws, as you mentioned, like you know Kirchhoff's law or uh, Ohm's law, like they're always whatever is happening to a circuit, as complex as it looks, it always like can be broken down into broken down. yeah that simple those simple basic fundamental rules that will always be true regardless um mm -hmm. and which i think is always fun to kind of figure out yeah i i think it's very important in engineering especially in fields like electrical to understand the fundamentals of it because if you don't understand the fundamentals of it you can't like innovate or progress any further mm -hmm. because everything that you build on builds on the fundamentals mm -hmm. and it's very important that you understand you know the really specifics of you know what's happening at the microscopic level in order for you to be able to do things that you won't find in a textbook right and mm -hmm. yeah just agree, on yeah. that topic of you know being very fundamental and stuff like that that's a really good you know bridges us into exactly segue. a segue into our next stream which is engineering physics so who would you choose mm -hmm. for engphys so for Engphys, I chose uh, mm -hmm. Hermione from Harry Potter. I know you yes. mentioned that you hadn't seen them, which, by the way, you <laughs> need to get on to. Um, 
But so for Hermione, I think when I think of entrance, I literally think of the stuff that they talk about, the stuff that I hear them talk about sounds mm-hmm. like magic. Like, so it <laughs> made sense to me that it would be uh, someone from Harry Potter because like Hermione specifically, as she's a very curious, theoretical, she's knowledgeable about anything and everything. Like she's literally the one that saves half the characters when they're like close to death or near death mm-hmm. situations. Um, and so that's why I kind of went with her. Um in addition, I think with engineering physics, because it's, I've heard it be described as kind of like a build uh-huh. your own degree, because um, they get so many like technical electives that they can like choose from and like the stuff that they do, you know, biomed, nanotechnology, photonics, all that stuff. Um, you can kind of tailor it to specifically what you're interested in, but because they cover such a broad range of stuff, it makes learning new things much easier mm-hmm. to pick up on because you kind of are well versed in a wide variety of stuff right so if you already know the basics of kind of electrical for instance you can talk to an electrical engineer and understand what's going on Uh with them as well um so i think with like hermione she is very like well read um and like knows a lot of different spells and enchantments to help them get out of situations so that makes her magic ability like continually evolve because she just knows so much different stuff she spent the time to like uh, delve into various different Mm -hmm. aspects I can't agree or disagree with you on this one because, as you said, I have not seen mm-hmm. the movies or watched the books. Actually, it's so weird that I haven't seen them because I feel like people tell me that I should, but I just, I don't know, I never had the interest for it. I think, I, I don't know, I read them when I was very young, so for me it wasn't like, I don't know what life is uh-huh. without them kind of thing. Like, I was so small when I read them, so I can't really imagine that, but I still definitely think they're worth uh, at least watching the movies. Like, they're, okay. they're good movies. I actually, I actually want to hear from our viewers. If you think it's weird that I haven't seen the Harry Potter movies, reach out to me at Danny Elsa Mac on Instagram and let me know. <laughs> All right? I, I want to see, like, if I'm just weird or other people are like me as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, I'll go on to say who I chose for engineering physics, and for this one, I'm gonna have to make another Phineas and Ferb reference, but definitely Doctor okay. Doofenshmirtz has to be an engineering physics student, uh, because he's <laughs> okay. always creating his weird devices or his innators, as he calls them, right? And he's just you know always creating mm-hmm. creating these crazy machines that nobody else knows what they do and. I feel like that's what engineering physics is. They just do these crazy things that, you know, seem unachievable at first, right? But mm-hmm. it's like when you study the physics, you're like, whoa, we can actually do this. For example, in like particle accelerators, like CERN in Europe, you need to be able to integrate the physics and the engineering aspects to build stuff like that, right? Or medical mm-hmm. imaging techniques, right? You need to be able to, you know, add the physics aspect to the biological aspect in order to get those devices so that's why i feel like that's a very interesting field actually just fyi it was my second choice after elec so that's why i feel like doofenshmirtz fits that because he's always creating these weird things that nobody understands how they work but they just seem really cool but don't get me wrong like dr doofenshmirtz he was kind of like an even villain evil villain kind of guy that's (laughs) definitely not what engineering physics is about Uh, but i just feel like he fits that profile like he would be he would definitely be an engineering student. He would be the auto now because he's always like, you know, planning to destroy the city or something like that. But, but, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine he had access to like the that nuclear reactor on Mac or something. Yeah. Like, he would go crazy. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. Let's hope no one likes that. Like that gets. Uh... Mm-hmm. I, I know that um, entries actually get to do, uh, I think some of them, they are able to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do like summer internships because part of their kind of specialization is nuclear okay, energy yeah. and systems. 
So they, uh, at Mac specifically, I know they get a chance to like work oh, wow, with the reactor. Really cool. I kind of wish we had that pretty option cool. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to materials engineering, um, I can start with mm -hmm. this one if you like. So um, I chose, okay, this is kind of, this is one of, the, one of the ones I was most excited about. Auntie Edna from mm -hmm. The Incredibles. You probably know who I'm talking about, especially if you see a picture. Like, she's, like, the short lady yes, with the yes, bob cut, yes. like, the black hair who designs. Yeah. She, like, designs the Incredibles, like, suits and costumes. So I chose her specifically because, for one, she's a very tiny human. I think she's only, like, yeah. four foot, <laughs> Are three you saying nine, people in materials like are short? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, let, me, let me get there. I wasn't saying they're short. I'm saying that she's small, and it's a small, uh, close-knit program. Yourself. Because materials is only like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, so they typically have like class sizes, something of like 30 kids or less. Like I think sometimes their lectures are even mm -hmm. held in like tutorial rooms. So um, I think that aspect materials is really strong, uh, especially at Mac, because um, you get a chance for like professors to know you like one on one, interact with your classmates a lot more um, on a first name basis, as opposed to some of the other engineering streams, which have, you know, bigger class sizes. In addition to that, materials I know can be very like research intensive because you're constantly you know the current materials that we have already exist but, like how can we make how can we improve them how can we create and synthesize new materials that and polymers whatever that don't already exist and that can be mm -hmm. used in applications so there was one scene in um, the Incredibles where like Mr. Incredible comes to her because he like tore his suit and he needs a new one and um so he's like I really really want like a cape on my suit right and she was like no, no capes, uh, darling. She calls everyone darling. And uh, he's like, she's like, no capes. And he's like, why? Why not? And then she starts going on like about like specific dates and like different superheroes who had like capes and like bad stuff happened I to them because that, they got yeah. caught. Like she was like, yeah, yeah. Turbo Man. Yeah, yeah. Like Turbo Man got stuck in like a missile or like a jet turbine or whatever. And so I think just like her knowledge of like previous materials and previous incidences, how to create a suit that is not only functional, but also is mm -hmm. like aesthetically pleasing, aesthetically pleasing and considering like the human factors that go into it, it's something that like materials engineers um, really yeah. have to I like, do consider. have to admit, I feel like we do kind of take material scientists or material engineers, you know, for granted because we do, we don't really notice you know, that kind of stuff that they do. Because, you know, everything that we use, whatever kind of device it is, it's made out of some sort of material, right? And the material has to be fitting for mm -hmm. the use. So you usually don't think about it, but it is it does play a very big role in the quality of the of our devices and just, you know, the actual ability of our, you know, devices to work. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Who did you All choose right. for so your... So for mine, okay, so materials engineering is really focused on the... It's focused on the idea that the value of a material comes from the properties that it has. For example, its strength, its electrical mm -hmm. properties, resistance to heat and corrosion. And I kind of find that analogous to cooking. So cooking is like you're working with the raw materials mm -hmm. and the way that you prepare it is what gives it its value. And for that reason, for materials engineering, I feel like Gordon Ramsay would be a good materials engineer Ooh. because he's very focused and very nitty like picky about the specifics of the food, how it looks, the taste, the texture, you know, the really specifics that you don't always look at, right? So that's why I feel like cooking is very related to that because in both fields, you're starting with the raw materials 
and you're looking at how can we prepare these materials or what processes can we do to these materials in order to get the desired outcome that we want, right? So for example, in materials engineering, you're taking raw materials and using techniques like rolling or heating and cooling them down to get specific properties or change up their you know original properties in order so that they can be used for specific uses right which is the same thing with cooking it's like you have a piece of chicken that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. anything until you know you season it and you cook it and you know you prepare it in a specific way that's able to give you the good taste that you want or for example when you create alloys right you're mixing different metals together in order to get specific characteristics or properties that you know, allow this material to now be used in a building, whereas before it wouldn't have been able to be used. So cooking is kind of like that. You're mixing different foods together, different spices together in order to get a desired output that tastes good, right? So that's mm-hmm. why I really felt like he would fit that profile. Yeah, I take it back. I think that is my favorite <laughs> one. That's so good. Yeah. That's literally perfect, I think, for materials. Wow, yeah. Yeah, like they're basic- both fields basically do the exact same thing, except they're just dealing with different materials. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, as you said, like the specific processes that you undergo to get whatever desired characteristics you want to be used in actual application or device. Exactly. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so I think our last one, is that all the engineering ones? That is. So let's move on to uh, the iBio specific stream, uh, which is HESI, which is Health Entrepreneurship Society? Health, Engineering, Science, and Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, that. <laughs> yes, that so for HESI, who did you pick? All right. So HESI focuses on business and entrepreneurship. Basically, it bridges the gap between knowledge and marketability. So for that mm-hmm. reason, I went with Elon Musk because okay. I really feel like he fits that. You know, at first, I felt like Elon Musk, I was going to put him actually in engineering physics because, you know, he's more of a physics kind of guy with like Tesla or SpaceX, Right. So you need the physics for that. But actually, Elon Musk, he graduated with his undergrad in economics. He studied physics and business. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of his success is based on his entrepreneurial mindset. Right. If he just had the physics knowledge, I don't think he would be as successful as he is, because with his entrepreneurial mindset and his you know, knowledge of business, he's able to correctly identify gaps in the market. He's able to look at the market and society, see what's missing, see what it needs and provide the solution for that. For example, PayPal, right? That's something that's Mm -hmm. used very widely and that's become a big success, right? So he was able to identify that or Tesla with that whole idea of electrical cars. You know, people these days are becoming more, you know, conscious of the environment and, you know, taking care of their carbon footprint. So he identified that and he realizes that, you know, in the future, more people are going to look into that kind of stuff. So that's why he started Tesla. So he's able to mix in the knowledge. So like the physics knowledge that he has with the entrepreneurship and able to be able to, you know, get something that's actually, you know, useful for society because Hesse is really focused on human centered design. So, you know, mm-hmm. giving or producing something that is actually going to be of use to humans. And I feel like that's something that Elon Musk uh, really tries hard to, you know, achieve and work on. So that's why I feel like mm-hmm. he kind of fits that character Mm -hmm. no i can see that and i I see the distinguishing factor that makes him fit into hesse as opposed to as you said just purely having the knowledge that you would have in some of the other streams so kind of along a similar thread i chose uh walter white from breaking bad as hesse 
Um, reason being for me, when I thought of HESI, I think of it kind of as the courses that you take, you know, you, you do still take engineering courses, um, not as like uh, many as per se, if you picked one of the specific engineering specialties, but you do still take a handful of like, you know, math and other design focused courses. Mm-hmm. And I think with Walter White, he kind of took his knowledge of chemistry and became like one of the most successful like drug lords in the, <laughs> in, you know, his community. So basically what I'm trying to say is like, he had the knowledge and the expertise of the actual chemical processes uh-huh. and to be able to translate that into a product and use that knowledge that he had to, cause like, you know, the, the drug Lord game is kind of like a business within mm-hmm. itself. Who is getting the, what product from whom, how can we make more of it? All that stuff um, is considered. So I think having, and has he having the knowledge to understand the scientists and the engineers and translate that into products that can be used by uh, consumers and by society. Um, hopefully not methamphetamines, <laughs> but you know, like um, that sort of approach is why I chose Walter White. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I've actually never watched Breaking Bad, but I have mm-hmm. had friends who watched it and like who used to talk about it. So yeah, I do know about that. And I, I see that now. Cool. All right. I think that's all of our engineering streams in HESI. So I think that's all we have for you guys today. We hope we gave you some insight into what each of the engineering specialties are like in a, you know, in a very fun way. Uh, we'd love to hear which of your, the choices you agreed with or who you would have picked instead. So please feel free to send us your suggestions to our iBiomed Instagram account at MacIBiomed. Thank you for tuning in with us today. We hope to see you at our next episode. See you later. Hey. You've reached the end of this episode. Well, there's actually a bit more. Thanks for donating your brainwaves to us for this short amount of time. To keep up with what's on our minds, make sure to like and follow the podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes on the first Thursday of each month with a different set of hosts. Got a question, comment, or suggestion on your minds? You can send a voice message at anchor.fm slash or fill out our online form at bit.ly slash brainwaves questions. Want to keep up with all things iBiomed? Follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channels at Mac iBiomed. And thanks to Lope Music Production for our background music. Until next time.